guys, tonight we want to talk to you about the immeasurably more of God. We, we, we're, we're worshipping just now and we're singing to a God who is able to do immeasurably more. But like, I want to tell you about that God, but I also want to tell you about like these immeasurably more moments that sometimes we can have. Like this time when I was camping, a lot younger, at a thing called Soul Survivor. How many of you have been to Soul Survivor? And, and, and um, uh, we were camping before it was at the site. It was uh, down in the south of England. Or, um, and I just remember this time, it was shower time. Everyone had a shower in here? There's like three people that have had a shower. That's a worry. But there's, you've got to be strategic when you're at a, a camp like this. Because there's like the morning showers, you know. And then there's the evening showers. But there's also people who like to go in the middle of the day. Is anyone like that? You see... Soul Survivor, much, much bigger than this. There's thousands of people and I was off for a shower and I decided I wasn't going to go in the morning too early, the, the night too late. I wanted to go in the middle of the day. And guys, that is secret. It's, it's a trick. There's no one ever in the showers in the middle of the day. So I make my journey to the, to, to the, to the shower and halfway there, I realize something. I realize that I've forgot my undies. Now that's Australian for your pants or your boxers. And so I'm on my way there and I'm, I look back at the campsite and I'm like, oh man, I can't be bothered going back, so I'm just going to have my shower and see what happens. I obviously had other clothes with me. So on, on my way there, I'm getting closer and closer and I see this white thing just hanging off the doorknob of the entrance to the thing. And I get closer and closer and I realize it's a brand spanking new pair of Calvin Klein underpants. And so I did what any normal young man would do. I did the three checks. Do you guys know about the three checks? The first one is, do they look clean? So I'll tell you, I'll be honest, I took them off the doorknob, I had a good old look, real close, they were clean. The second check is, do they smell clean? Hey, I, I'll admit, I got up close and personal with those boxes that day, I smell every nook and cranny, and they were clean. They were clean. So I then had my shower, and I was able to do the third check, is do they fit? And I tell you, they fitted. And my friends, I took those underpants, I wore them for the rest of the day, and they no longer exist because I've worn them so much. Now, that is an immeasurably more moment. Can you guys relate to me with that? No one can. But all like the time when your nan sends you money in the post. Does that ever happen to anyone? And you think it's just a card, you know, oh, here we go. I love you. You're a great grandson. You're a great granddaughter. Um, and you, you're expecting a fiver, but then 50 quid pops out. Or a check for 100 quid. You ever had that? Just, just me. Or these moments, guys, there are measurably more moments. But this, this word, immeasurably more, is actually straight from the Bible. And Susie's going to tell us in a minute where it's exactly from. But immeasurably more. We're talking about a God who is able to do immeasurably more in our life. This is a God that we can't even begin to get our heads around. Susie, why don't you tell us a little bit more? Yes, I'm glad you've not still got those. Okay, so we're going to be in Ephesians tonight. And uh, for those of you that have got a Bible, why don't you grab it? And if you haven't got a Bible, then if, if, if you're here and you don't own one, ask your youth leader, they would love to buy you one, okay? From Amazon or wherever else, any other great retailer. But anyway, we're in Ephesians. And uh, if you don't know anything about it, it's a little book in the New Testament. And it's a letter that this guy Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, to the early church. And it's an amazing letter. And write the first three chapters of it. And Paul is going on about who God is and who we are because of that. And it's incredible truth in there. Guys, you should read it. And then we get halfway through it into this verse, verse chapter 3. 
And it's, we find this little verse that we're going to focus on tonight in Ephesians 3, verse 20. And this verse, it's situated, it's found right in the middle of this most amazing prayer where Paul is saying, guys, I pray that you might know how high, how wide, how deep, how amazing is the love of God, that you might be filled to the measure of that. And then he says this. This is the verse. He says, it's going to come up. Now to him, he's talking about God, who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. According to his power, this God's power at work within us. To him be the glory in Christ Jesus, in the church, for generations, forever and ever. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Okay, now this little, this little verse has, over the last few months, it's captured our hearts. We've become so obsessed with it. I've even got it on my phone case, which I've lost somewhere. Zeke's not quite so committed. It, it but, really does say it on our phone. But we, we absolutely love it. Because when we're talking about the immeasurably more of God, we can't, as Zeke said, we can't get our heads around it. And tonight we want to give you a little bit of a Greek lesson because the original letter was written in Greek. And Paul, when he's using these words, immeasurably more, he's really wanting to get the point across. So he's saying, so really simply, these words in the original Greek, they mean this, it's a new word, DTI 2019. It says, super abundantly. Can we get super abundantly? Super abundantly, because Paul, he's, this bin is really hindering me, because Paul is saying, he could, he's double emphasizing the point, he could say that God is able to do, he's immeasurable, or he's more, but he's saying, no, God is immeasurably more. He could say that God is super, or he's abundant, but he's saying God is super abundant, and it wasn't like Paul in the moment just came up with it. This is, this is Paul saying, this is God, this is who he is, and his character doesn't change. And when you think about it, God has always been super abundant. He's always been immeasurably more. Think about creation for a moment. You know, God was just so extravagant. He, he didn't just make one planet. He made loads of planets, the galaxies, the universe, whatever else is out there. And then think about all the things he created. You know, think about the animals he created. He was so extravagant, so immeasurably more, so super abundant that he didn't just create the boring animals. You know, like stick insects. You know, they're boring. Sorry. Or cats. Oh, man. Uh, you know, sorry. Not a fan. I'm really sorry. Sorry. Guys, you're still my friend. I love cats, really. <laughs> but he made these animals. Kind of come up off the screen. Here we go. This one. Look at that. The next one. Next one. Next one. Oh, oh that one. Okay. What even that is that? <laughs> that one is apparently called a blobfish. Right, let's get it away. But God was just so immeasurably more in the things that he created. And then he created the animals, but then the pinnacle of his creation, he created us. Think about how amazing we are. Think about our capacity to love, our capacity to remember things. And then God's, God's like, I'm just going to be so even more immeasurably more. I'm going to do super abundantly through people. So he takes Abraham and he says to this guy, Abraham, you can read about it in the beginning of the Bible. He's so old and he's, he's just not going to have kids. And he says, hey, Abraham, I'm going to use you and make your descendants are going to be more than the stars. And it happens. Or he takes David, this little shepherd boy. He's just the smallest of the pack. And he says, hey, I'm going to use you to do a measurement. I'm going to use you to fight a giant. And that happens, Goliath. And then he leads a nation. Then he takes Peter. This is way later on. And Peter's this guy who, who was one of the followers of Jesus. And to be honest, at times, he was a little bit of an idiot. Like he used to, he put his foot in it, he messed it up. But Jesus says to him, hey, Pete, on, on, I'm going to build my church through you. 
God did immeasurably more, super abundantly more in them, through them, than they ever dared to believe. Because that's who God is, and his character doesn't change. And when you think about this statement, God doing immeasurably more, you probably think, oh, brilliant. God's going to do immeasurably more in me, uh, for me, for me. It's, it's for me. So, Lord, I could do with a new pair of trainers. Well, I probably could. Yeah, you could. I probably could. Um, or I could do with 10,000 more followers on Instagram or loads more streaks on Snapchat. Or I could do with loads of money and be famous so I can help people. Loads of people say that. Oh, one of the things I love doing is, is chatting to randoms on the street about Jesus, just striking up conversations. And sometimes myself on my own or sometimes with my friends, we just start chatting with, with people. And, and one of the questions I ask people, hey, if God, could do it, or if God could do a miracle in your life, what would it be? Or hey, if a miracle were to happen in your life, what would it be? And I know that's a personal question, but so often people do come back with a personal response and say, well, it'd be great if, if I could just have some more money to go on holiday. Or I'd just love to not have to work so I could do whatever I want. Or I'd love it if I could just be famous and, and then I could help people more. And so many people come up with these responses and it's easy for us to think about when we hear this verse that God could do immeasurably for, for me. But we actually forget what God has actually already done. And guys, we can't forget about what God has already done. And we heard about it this morning, but you know, I love the gospel. The gospel is a word that means the good news. That's what Jesus came to bring on the earth. And the Bible says that while we were sinners, while we we're in separation from God, while we we're doing our own thing, Christ died for us. That means that he came and the beautiful picture about Jesus is he came 2000, over 2,000 years ago and he lived a perfect life. He lived a life, the, the Bible describes Jesus as also known as Emmanuel. Do you know what that word means? It means God with us. So Jesus comes to earth and he lives a, a life that only he could live, that only God could live. And he lives in perfect relationship with the Father. And he sets out a way to live for us so that we can live like that. But people rejected him over 2,000 years ago. And we've had Easter just now. We know that the story, that they, they beat him and they whipped him and they hung him on a cross. And do you know why he hung there? To take the sin of humanity, past, present and future. That each nail in his hands and in his feet, they went for us. That was, that was for him. And as he breathed his last breath, he said, it is finished. Do you know why he said it is finished? Because he was defeating the power of sin over our lives in that moment. And as he died, he was put in a grave. And he was buried, but he wasn't buried for good. He was buried for three days. Because on the third day, he rose again. Isn't that good news? And when he rose again, he, he defeated the power of death. So he's defeated, defeated the power of sin, and he defeated the power of death. And he did it for us. Now, this is good news. This changes the game for us. And this is what he has done for us. This is what he's done for us. And you know, when we read this passage in the Bible, and guys, please go home and read through Ephesians. It's a fantastic book. It will encourage you how to live your Christian life out. But, but Paul is writing in chapters 1 to 3 about who you are, that you've got a hope now if you follow Jesus. You've, got, you've, got, you, you've become a new creation. He's talking about that you've been purposed. You've got a future that's guaranteed. You're actually, you've become a child of God. You're sons and daughters. You're not orphans, you're sons and daughters. 
This is incredible. You're God's possession. You're forgiven. You're set free. It's just so good I could talk about it. But, but you know, I love talking about this because this is the reality for my life. It's what Jesus has done. You know, this is the amazing part about the immeasurably more of God. Suze, come on. So God, he's already done immeasurably more for us. But the, the words in, the, in these verses, they're powerful because God is saying, not only have I done immeasurably more for you, I'm also able to do immeasurably more in you and through you. And this is absolutely unbelievable. We want to talk for the next few moments about this. Immeasurably more in you and through you. And we believe that if God is going to do immeasurably more through us, that often the place he starts is in here. It's inside in our hearts. And you know what? All of us have areas of our lives, if we're honest, where we need the immeasurably more of God. You know, we look at our lives and we're not satisfied with where we are. We have insecurities and dreams that we wish would happen, areas where we feel trapped and we just long for freedom. But the thing is, the question is, who are we going to go to with that stuff? Where are we going to go? Are we going to go to our friends? Are we going to go to culture? Are we going to go to the internet? Or are we going to go to the God of the immeasurably more? And you know, I sometimes think, I wonder why we're sometimes a little bit slow to go towards God. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, I long for changing my life. I'm like, where am I going to go to find it? And I go to all these other places. The place I need to go first is to God. And sometimes... The reason we don't go to God is because actually, guys, we don't know what he's like. We don't understand who God is or what he's like. Now, this is a little bit old school, but has anybody here, have you ever seen that film, Oliver Twist? Yeah? yeah? Okay, who's seen it? Just so I can see. Okay, oh, loads of you have seen it. I knew you'd seen it. So, Zeke and I, we know we're really old. We grew up in the 90s, and Oliver Twist was like the most amazing film. I was once in it, in a play, I was the narrator, and I had um, curlers in my hair, and I wore a tabard, and uh, that's all another story. It was, it was awesome. I, I just don't know how I didn't end up as an actress. But anyway, um, we wanted to show you a little clip from Oliver Twist, so here we go. And some of you know that it's a musical, so it bursts into song. Anyone know the song? 
Det er Oliver, og nu kan jeg synge. Oliver, yeah, okay, you're gonna go for it. Before has a boy wanted more. So it's abs- yeah, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> do you, I think you wish you were Oliver. Yeah, I do. But it's getting, getting egged on. But the reason, guys, we showed you that clip is because actually it's profound. Mm. Be- because I believe there's many of you here in this room tonight who you're stood with a bowl like Oliver Twist and you're hungry for the immeasurably more of God. You're hungry for God to do more in you, to bring you the change and the freedom. But the thing is, at some point you see God like Mr. Bumble. You see him as someone who is stingy and mean and and you come towards him, you just don't know what you're gonna get. But guys, God is the absolute opposite of Mr. Bumble. He's kind, he's compassionate, He's immeasurably more. He's generous. And whatever you've done, he will always, always, always forgive you. He knows everything about you, but yet he loves you. He's the God of the immeasurably more. And when we're talking about the immeasurably more, really this bowl is just way too small. And there's only one thing really we can do with it, and that's to break it. Okay? Because... When we're talking about the immeasurably more, we need something way bigger. This isn't even big enough, but hopefully you'll remember it. Because there's things in your life where you feel trapped. Whereas Tando said this morning, you feel like you're in a pit. And actually God's saying, I want to pour my immeasurably more into you. I want to do it in you. I want to bring joy to that relationship, that friendship that feels in a mess. I want to bring hope where you feel despair at school. I want to bring you peace when you're thinking about your exams. I wanna bring you freedom when you're trapped in, in, in fear or anger or addiction. I wanna come and do immeasurably more. Whatever burdens you guys are carrying, God is able to do immeasurably more in your life and through your life. And we've seen stories of this. Yeah, and it's incredible, guys, because when we open ourselves up to the things of God, He does incredible things. And many of you, you're here and you come back, you continue your Christian walk with, you continue your faith because you've started to see God do immeasurably more in you. You know, we, we often, I'll tell you what happens after DTI. You guys go home, the core team, we hear your testimonies, and then we go home and just cry for the next couple of hours because we see what God, have, what God has done. We see these incredible testimonies like last year, of a girl, and I'm not making this up, who came with eczema. And her friends come, got around her, they prayed, and she got instantly healed. And we, 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 we saw the evidence of just the, the eczema gone. Or like a young person who got injured in the football tournament last year, got hacked down by someone, goes off to A&E, comes back with crutches. People get around her, pray for her, she's instantly healed. You know, this is the measure, and this is like, it's... It's touching the surface. We're seeing this more and more. I have the privilege in my role with DTI of traveling around the country and seeing God move in young people's lives. I've seen some of you come to faith. I've seen some of you get words about your future. I've seen others of you healed. It's incredible to see. And you know, guys, if I'm honest, I've had my own struggles in life. I I remember growing up as a teenager, I I I struggled loads. I had loads of eczema. I was covered, my skin was covered. It was so bad that some days as a teenager, I'd wake up, get out of bed, and I'd see patches of blood on the sheets because I'd been scratching in the night. 
This was really bad. It got me down. I lost my confidence over this stuff. It affected me big time. I remember I got to a moment I was saying to my parents, when is this going to stop? When am, when am I going to feel normal? And um, I cried out to God at one point in my life. And the next day I woke up, it was a tiny bit better. And it was like God saying to me, Zeke, keep believing. I want to do a work in you. I want to do immeasurably more in you. Do you know, the beautiful thing is, is I get to stand here today and I'm completely healed. There's not an evidence of eczema on my skin. And, and, I, and it was bad. Or, or times in my life, you know, when I was a young, young teenager, I got introduced to pornography. And that became an addiction in my life. I'm not afraid to talk about this. And we should never be afraid to talk about the things that are going on behind when no one's watching. But, I, but if I was honest, I got to a point, even as a young like adult in my 20s, I, 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 was, I was addicted to pornography. And I'd look at this stuff and it would mess up my views of, of sex and the way that two men and women, women a, a man and a woman are meant to come together. And I remember finding myself in this moment where I'm like, God, I need you to do. I can't see myself being free from this. I can't. Such an addiction. And I remember getting prayer and, and moments. And I just had the, this encounter with Jesus one night and he freed me. He freed me, and, and I can stand here today again free. Do you know the Bible says we're new creations? That means whatever we did, the, uh, the, pa- the patterns of behavior before we, before we came to Jesus, they get changed when he encounters us. And so I can stand here today saying for years I haven't looked at pornography. I'm, I'm free from that stuff, and God wants to do immeasurably more in you guys tonight. He wants more of this. Do you know what I'm longing? when I, And I got a little bit emotional Watch watching that film. Because Oliver was the only one who was, was, was ready to say, I want more. And I want to see a generation rise up that wants more of God, not more of all this other rubbish we're consuming. Because there's no fruit in that. There's no freedom in that. Only God can do immeasurably more. And I stand as a witness, and so does Suze. Suze, why don't you tell some of them about the immeasurably more of God, what he's doing in your life? It's amazing to hear those to hear those stories and you know when we look we want to see more you know we want to see God come and set us free and you know for me I spoke a little bit last night I spoke about that period of time where I was really anxious and I had anxiety and in that moment guys I was so low I was so down and I looked at my future and I just thought I just I don't know where, where things are going and and, and there was moments where I was like, God, are you going to set me free? Am I ever going to feel like, like me again? Am I ever going to feel back to being who I am? And I cried out to God, God, I need you to come and do immeasurably more in my life right now in this season because I'm longing for change and I can't get anywhere else. I need you to come and do immeasurably more. I just love seeing it. So he's able to do immeasurably more in your life. Whatever mess you're in, whatever situation you're in, however, it's not hopeless. It's not true. It's not hopeless. Okay? So immeasurably more for you, in you, and, and lastly, we want to talk about immeasurably more through you. And I want to ask you the question, an honest question, every single person in this room. Do you believe that God is able to do immeasurably more through your life. Through your life. I'm not talking about your friend, I'm talking to you.
Do you believe that God is able to do immeasurably more through your life? Because I believe tonight that there's hundreds of us, hundreds of you in this room, who somewhere deep down you don't believe that. You feel on some level disqualified. You feel like, yeah, God would use my mate, but he, he never used me. And the reason I know this is because I've walked with a number of you over the last 10 years. And because, guys, I've spent way too much of my own life mm. comparing myself to others. You know, looking around and thinking, that person over there, God will use them. They're way more gifted than I am. Or God will use that person. They're way, they've got way more experience. Or God will use this person. They just don't seem to struggle with the things I struggle with. God wouldn't want to use me in that way. That's comparison. Mm. Others of you will struggle with other things. But guys, tonight, if you're here in this room, whether you're a young person or a leader, and you don't believe that God is able to do immeasurably more through your life, that is a lie of the enemy. It's not true. And tonight is an opportunity to, to take hold of the truth with both hands because God is able to do immeasurably more through your life. Nobody is disqualified. No, no, no insecurities disqualify you. As Zach said, nothing, no, your age does not disqualify you in the kingdom of God. Nothing disqualifies you. And it's about taking hold of the truth every day. I'm not perfect. I don't always, it's not like I never compare myself to others. I sometimes do it, but it's taking hold of the truth. And what happens as we take hold of the truth is that God's voice gets louder and the enemy's voice gets quieter. Let's have God's voice, the loudest voice in our ears because it's his voice that's truth. It's his voice that brings life. You know, think about it for a moment. Think back to Joseph. You know, it wasn't like he had it all sorted. He, he made terrible decisions at times. But God takes one obedient dream and what happens? His life gets changed. His family's life gets changed. And a generation actually gets saved. Mm-hmm. Without those guys, all of Egypt would have died of starvation. So guys, God used Joseph and he wants to use you. So we believe that it's time to dream. It's time for you guys to start to to dream the impossible, to dream for what God might want to do through your life, in your situation, your school, your college, your workplace, whatever it is, if you're growing up clearly. Because what dreams has God placed in your heart for your generation? We heard earlier of Zach. His dream is that young people would come to know Jesus. People would come to know Jesus on the streets as he worships through busking. Tomorrow morning, we're going to hear from Ellie, who is an Open Doors representative and ambassador for them. Her dream is that the persecuted church would find freedom. Mm. We heard last year of Immy, who her, her dream was that her mates would come to know Jesus. So they invited her along. This young lady came along to, to DTI last year. Her life is totally changed. There is nothing that God cannot do through you. He's the God of miracles. He's the God of the impossible. And I don't know if you know this, but the biggest moments of revival, and when I talk about revival, I'm talking thousands of people coming to know Jesus, have often happened because young people, they've had a dream. They had a dream to see this nation change, and they were willing to get down on their knees and pray. Pray that this land would be changed, that culture would be changed, that lives would come to know the truth and the hope that's found in Jesus. He's able to do immeasurably more through you, with your mates, with your family, in your school. And we also believe 
he's able to do immeasurably more through us as a DTI family. Mm. And who here knows we're moving to the summer from 2020? Yeah? Are you guys excited about it? Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. We are too, because you know what it means? It means, it means it's not going to be freezing anymore. Yes. yes. And it means that this afternoon when the hail was getting on your head yes. and it was like causing you to bruise, that's not going to happen. It's going to be glorious sunshine, hopefully, every single year. It also means this. It means no more exams. Come on. That's great. Freedom. But the main reason we're moving is because we believe that God has spoken to us yeah. over the last few months and years and that he's inviting us mm. to come on this adventure. And we haven't got time tonight to tell you the whole story, but it's been the most amazing journey. As we've wanted to say, as leaders of the DTI team, we want to be obedient dreamers. And so we don't know exactly what it will look like, but we want to take the risk. Zeke, why don't you tell us a bit more? Well, guys, you know, this is a massive adventure for us, and it will be a massive adventure for you over the next couple of years. You know, um, in order for DTI to grow, we knew that it needed to move to a bigger locations and, location and we'd need thousands more volunteers and lots more money to help this, this grow. But you know, um, really we come to a point where we would, were reading this passage and thinking, this is what we need. We need an immeasurably more moment from an immeasurably more God. And you know, I want to tell you guys that we've seen hundreds of people say they want to volunteer for DTI next year, more than we have here at the moment. We've seen thousands of pounds come in. It's incredible. And guys, this isn't our story. This isn't the DTI team story. This is our story. This is for you guys. This is, the ne- this is your, your, your elders, you, the people that are older than you, investing in you as a generation, believing that God is going to move immeasurably more. And we, we really felt that as we, we gathered earlier in the year that this was, we're going to tell you a story. And, and, and um, this is, we felt God was actually prophetically speaking to us, not just us, but all of us. Yeah, so this story is a little bit out there, but listen to it, because what happened, we believe, as Zeke said, was an immeasurably more situation. So it's back in January. We are preparing to speak to the leaders and to talk a bit about the vision, the dream for DTI. And so the night before it, we were hanging out with some friends, and long story short, we ended up getting separated. And we we drove past them. We were in the car. We drove past them because we couldn't see them because it was dark. And we ended up stuck in front of a barrier. Okay, so we're in the car, the barrier's here, the barrier's down. The only way to get out of this car park was to have the right code. And so I was like, oh, for goodness sake, so frustrating. Now we're going to be late for the meeting. Zeke, just call Paul, that's the person we just drove past, ask him to go into this hotel, get the codes, and, um, and then we'll be able to get out. But in the meantime, I thought, I've just not got time for this, you know. So I started to wind down the window or, you know, press the... So the window goes down, and this is... This is Truthfully, guys, what happened, I just said, and I said it like this, I said, in the meantime, I'm just prophetically going to speak it out. So I went, five, seven, four, one. What happens? Boom! That barrier opens. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? At the same time, the phone rings, Paul's on the phone to Zeke. The numbers of that code on the piece of paper, they're exactly the same numbers Mm. in a slightly different order. I was like, I cannot believe it. And if you think that's a coincidence, the chances of that happening, first time, is one in 200. And in that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, it just felt like God was stirring something in my heart. I felt like God was speaking and I felt like it was for DTI. And um, it was a funny moment because we weren't expecting it. You know, we weren't at church, we were just in a random car park, but all of us in that car, we had an encounter 
with the Lord. And I felt like God say to me, Suze, you were a little bit cheeky when he spoke to me like that, when he just spoke those numbers out. But I want to tell you something tonight. You have no idea of my power. You have no idea of what I can do. And I'm going to use a car park barrier opening, the right digits in it, to tell you that. That what I'm about to do through DTI is going to be immeasurable, it's going to blow your mind. And so all night we, we then went to that meeting and we told loads of leaders represented from all over the country. And we told them that story and everyone was like super hyped. Does, does everyone think that story is cool? Like, really, I don't, I'm not convinced, but okay. Um, it was amazing for us. It was really, because when you do that and you don't know the code, it's kind of cool when the barrier comes up. But anyway, uh, I'll, hopefully you'll get excited about it at some point. But we were like, well, the Bible's full of numbers. Maybe these numbers represent something. So we found a passage in Isaiah 57, verse 14. 5714, not 41. There's no 41 in that. But anyway, this is what it says. Build up, build up, prepare the road to remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. Now listen, guys, now listen. listen. This is amazing. It really is, if you can get this. Because, look, there's, there's barriers in your way, all right? There's barriers in the way of your life. And some of you are aware of it, some of you aren't. But the thing is, there's, God will not have barriers, and he will use whatever he needs to use to get the barriers out of the way so that you can come to him. And there's nothing better than being in the presence of God. I need you to know this. Some of you have never experienced it. You will tonight. There's nothing, there's nothing more than the presence of God. And God wants to remove, remove the barriers. And we believe that, it, that as Soul Survivor finishes, not just DTI, but many youth festivals will start up. And there will be for you guys to encounter the love of God and, to, and for more of God. And so that means more of God doing a work in your life. That means more young people that you can invite, more of your friends that you can invite into a relationship with Jesus to come hang out here with us. More, more freedom, more wholeness, more healing. This is what God brings. But ultimately, more of you being sent back out into the world to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up and we're going to pray in a moment. But we are believing for immeasurably more for DTI and we're believing it for our friends who are running other youth uh, festivals and conferences throughout the country. We, we're going to pray, we're going to cheer them on and say, God, would you do immeasurably more through them as well? And so with DTI, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. We don't know how many are, come, are going to come, but we're committed to being obedient dreamers, to saying yes, to put our trust in him, to take the risk, to say yes to what he's inviting us into. And so the invitation is there for all of you to come, to come on this journey, to be part of the DTI story. We believe that the immeasurably more of God is for you, it's in you, and through you. And we close by saying this, that, that verse in Ephesians, Ephesians 3.20, it says this, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power. It's his power at work mm. within us. It's his power at work within us. You know, the immeasurably more stories, they happen, the inners and throughers, they happen because of God's power. It's because of him. That was seamless. You know, so many of us depend on this thing, a phone. Okay, without a phone, without battery, a phone is absolutely rubbish. We might as well just chuck it in the bin. Please There's no please. apps. It just doesn't work. It's, it's rubbish. I'm not going to chuck that in the bin. <laughs> but you know, it's like that with God. Without God's power... We're useless. We've got nothing. We need God's power. Let's never be like 
Phones without power. We've got to keep coming back and being filled up, filled up, filled up, saying, God, would you come and fill me with a little bit more of your immeasurably more power? Because if we want to be obedient dreamers, risk takers, if we want to be a generation that's actually going to see thousands of people come to know Jesus, mm. if we want to see miracles, we want to see signs and wonders here at DTI, back at home in our schools with our families, then we've got to be people of his presence, people of his power, yeah. believing that God has done immeasurably more for us and that he is going to do immeasurably more in us and through us. Why don't we stand? And just you've been sat down for ages. I don't know what time it is, but why don't you just shake it off a little bit? Because we're going to pray and we need to focus. So stretch out a little bit. Okay, that's enough stretching out. Okay, so we're going to do this in the way we always do this. We're going to be chilled out. If you want to, I'd love to invite you to close your eyes just to f- so you can focus. And if you want to, you might want to put your hands out and say, God, I am longing for you to come and fill me tonight. I need immeasurably more in my life and I want you to do immeasurably more through my life. God, would you come and fill me with your power?